Hey y'all, welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, March 21st. Let's start with what you missed over the last week, and then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. Okay, we are skipping over some baseball just because we've got a lot of basketball to cover, but there were some crazy deals, so go check out the blog if you want to catch up on those. But jumping straight into March Madness, and Lord has it been maddening. My bracket busted in game one. Yep, that's how much it matters if you do all this research. When number 11 Michigan beat number 6 Colorado State, There were 17 million brackets total this year, and all but 743 were busted after day one. The last perfect bracket busted by game 28 after Iowa State upset LSU, so it is a repeat from 2021. I literally ended the March Madness podcast slash blog episode thing with it can't be as bad as twenty as last year, right? Oh wait, never mind. It's exactly the same as last year. So in the East, Kentucky took down a lot of brackets after they lost to number 15, St. Peter's. Even crazier, the Peacocks made it to the Sweet 16. And defending champion number one, Baylor, is out in round two to UNC. And that was one of the tamer regions. In the West, we had number five, UConn, lose to number 12, New Mexico State. And first four winner, number 11, Notre Dame, beat number six, Alabama, by 14 points. In the Midwest, another number five went down in round one when number 12, Richmond, beat the Big Ten champs, Iowa. And sticking with that state, number 11, Iowa State, squeaked by LSU before defeating number three, Wisconsin, to make their Sweet 16. Number 10, Miami, beat number seven, USC, and then went on to beat number two, Auburn. The first big upset was number 11, Michigan, over number 6, Colorado State, which obviously I just told you brought my down, my bracket down. This was literally the first game of the entire tournament. Michigan then continued to roll, beating SEC champ number 3, Tennessee. This also further screwed me. And in the South, number 8, Seton Hall, a March Madness norm, got beat by number 9, TCU, who hadn't won a March Madness game in decades. Then they almost beat number 1 seed, Arizona in overtime, but couldn't quite seal the deal. And then number five, Houston Cougars destroyed number four, the Fighting Illini. So that's about it for March Madness <laughs> for now. There were obviously a lot more action going on, but that's kind of the highlights. So again, if you want further details, go check out the blog. Moving on to the NBA, LeBron James is now the second most all-time scorer in the NBA He entered into the game on Saturday versus the Wizards, only needing 20 points. He ended up with 36,947 total. He only trails Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who has 38,387. So we only got about under 2,000 to go. Guaranteed we'll probably hit that before LeBron's career is over. The Warriors are once again without their top three players, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. They played together for the first time in 1,005 days, but are now without them 48 hours later. They are personally without Steph Curry, who got a MRI on Wednesday and came back 
and it came back with that it showed a sprained ligament in his left foot. So he will be checked on in another two weeks. Moving on to some crazy football news because it's just been absolutely insane. The Cleveland Browns have acquired QB Deshaun Watson in a trade with the Texans, despite the 22 women who came forward claiming sexual assault. The Texans received three first-round draft picks for 2022, 23, and 24, and a third-round draft pick in 23, and a fourth-round pick in 24. That leaves quarterback Baker Mayfield looking for a new home after the Watson trade. Also in breaking news, the Colts have acquired QB Matt Ryan from the Falcons. The Colts are in serious need of a QB situation, and Ryan will be the fifth starting quarterback in five seasons. Ryan has been with the Falcons since he got drafted in 2008 and has only missed three games despite his age. Catching up on some golf. We have to go back to the players, which ended because it ended on Monday due to huge weather delays, and Cam Smith won the Players' Championship. Smith one-putted eight of his last nine holes and 13 total one-putts in his final round, giving him a one-shot lead over Lahiri. It was a family affair after the round with his mom and sister in attendance, and he hadn't seen them in two years due to travel restrictions. This is Smith's fifth win on the PGA Tour and his second this year after winning the first event of the year, the Century Tournament of Champions. So then this past weekend, we actually had the Valspar Championship and Sam Burns won his third PGA Tour title in playoff fashion and he actually defended his title because he won the Valspar last year. In the second playoff hole, Burns nailed a 32-foot putt to make a birdie to take it all. He played against David Riley, Davis Riley, a PGA Tour rookie who made the playoff despite a triple bogey in his final round. All right, hold on to your hats for this one because this is a hot topic. Leah Thomas is the first transgender athlete to win an NCAA title. She won it in the 500 meter freestyle and is the first male turned female athlete to do so. So let the debate begin. She did also get eighth in the 100 meters. Thomas was ranked 540th in the 200 meters, 65th in the 500 meters, and 32nd in the 1650 as a man and is now the top female in all of those events. At the Ivy Championships, she even had a two-second difference in a negative split, 52-14 to 50.98, which could could all caps could be indicative that she is holding back on those times. Again, let the debate continue and begin on whether we should allow transgender athletes into female sports. Moving on, there was also World Indoor Track and Field Championships this weekend, and Ethiopia swept the women's 1,500 meters. This is the first time for a medal sweep by any country in any event at the Indoor Championships. Sweden's Mondo Duplantis broke his own world record in the pole vault, again, with a clearance of 6.2 meters. He won the world championship at 6.05 meters, but went all the way to 620. 
Venezuelan Yulimar Rojas also broke her own record in the triple jump with a jump of 1547 meters. Ukrainian Maklovich took the high jump gold for her country and thanked the military for fighting the Russians in a truly unexpected gold, and it was a heartwarming story. Moving on to Winter Olympics, Michaela Schifrin won her fourth overall World Cup victory over rival Velhova, placed outside the points. Schifrin finished second in the Super G after a surprise win in the downhill to solidify that no one could catch her in the points with the remaining races that they have. Velhova and Schifrin started March tied in the points with eight races to go. And funnily enough, it was Schifrin's performances in the speed events that secured her the top spot. So she did lose out on the slalom world cup overall victory, but she took the complete overall world cup victory. So that is that differential there. If you'll notice that also sticking with American Olympians from Beijing, Nathan Chen has withdrawn from worlds next week due to a nagging injury. Moving on to what to watch this upcoming week, we've got NBA games on Tuesday and Wednesday at 6.30 and 9 on TNT, and then Wednesday will be on ESPN. But obviously headlining is the Sweet 16 and the Elite 8 for men's college basketball. So Thursday, and I'm going to go over all of them. <laughs> Thursday, we do have Arkansas at Gonzaga at 6.09 at, on CBS, Michigan at Villanova at 6.29 on TBS, Texas Tech at Duke at 8.39 on CBS, and Houston at Arizona at 8.59 p.m. on TBS. Then on Friday, we have St. Peter's. That is the like 15th seed to play number three Purdue at 609 on CBS. If they make it to the Elite Eight, they will be the first 15 seed to do so. Then we have Providence at number one Kansas at 629 on TBS, UNC at UCLA at 839 on CBS, 11 Iowa State at 10 Miami at 859 on TBS. And then we start with the Elite Eights. So those are all TBD at this moment. But Friday night you'll get on, on TBS. And then Saturday there'll be two games and those will be on CBS. In the world of golf, we have the Dell Match Play. That begins on Wednesday. And if you're like, wait, that's not right. It is right. So we have round robin rounds that begin at 1 p.m. on Golf Channel Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Those will be all of the players. And then basically the cut will happen is that essentially we would move on to the round of 16. And then what I call the Elite Eight. That will be on Saturday. That starts at 9 a.m. on Golf Channel and then 2 p.m. on NBC. And then on Sunday, we'll have the semifinals and finals, so those final two rounds. And if you lose your semifinal, you go to play a consolation round. So everybody who makes it to Sunday will play 36 holes. That will also be at 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. on NBC. There will also be another podcast dropped on that and how that works. Plenty of hockey this week. We've got two games on TNT at 6.30 and 9, kind of like the NBA, on Wednesday. Then Thursday, the Stars at the Hurricanes at 6 p.m. on ESPN. And Saturday, we have the Blackhawks at the Golden Knights at 7 p.m. on ABC. And Sunday, the Lightning at the Islanders at 1 p.m. on TNT. We also have a couple of soccer games this week. The MLS will be on starting very early at 4.30 a.m. at Fox Sports 1. We also have FIFA coming up on Thursday, the United States plays Mexico at 9. So be on the lookout for that. We also have an international friendly on. 
And then the Olympic sports this week, we have the triathlon in Miami at 7 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. That will be on Wednesday. And then figure skating worlds begins on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Thursday is the pairs free skate and men's short program. That will be on at noon on on USA. And Friday, the women's short program and the free skate. That will be at noon on USA. And then Saturday, the men's free skate and free dance at 3 p.m. also on USA. That wraps it up for me this week. Again, headlining with that Sweet 16 and Elite 8 games will be amazing for March Madness, as well as go back to the blog, and hopefully there'll be another podcast on how the Dell works. So that should be coming up later this week. Hopefully you see y'all for the weekly update next week.